You're listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From January 17th, 2021, at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida, the texts are 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 20, and John chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. And at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. And therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I'm about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God. And he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, Here I am. And Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. And so Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And then he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And as Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. And now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, 
Come and see. And when Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. And Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Apparently, I need to go to the eye doctor. I had a birthday, a big one, with a zero at the end of it, and suddenly I can't see anything anymore. Now, I have natural monovision, you know, where you have one eye that you use for reading and seeing up close and one eye for seeing far away. And I can see up close really well, like really well. And I can see far away really well. Is that, who's that back there? Is that Chuck? How you doing? Say, wait, see? So it's Ed back there in that corner, and Chuck, and, see, and Steve way up. The, see, I can see really well, far away, with no glasses. But there's this section of distance that I, I can't see at all. And, and it's about the distance that one, an, a normal person, as opposed to me, abnormal, that a normal person would use to look at a computer screen about right here, where it's just blurry. I can't see anything at that distance, in that in-between distance. I feel like that's where we are as a nation. We're in the blurry zone, somewhere between being able to know what the past was, kind of seeing the past clearly-ish, and then the future and being able to see it clearly. We're somewhere in that blurry zone where it's opaque. We can't see straight in that blurry zone. And I feel that that's how it was in Israel at the time of Eli and Samuel from our Old Testament lesson. The scriptures tell us, I've said it a couple of times now, you see if you remember, that the word of the Lord was what? They're, they're asleep. <laughs> they're completely, they're just gone asleep. The word of the Lord was rare. The word of the Lord was rare in those days, and visions were rarely seen. The scripture goes on to tell us that the lamp of the Lord had not yet gone out. Now, I want you to just, I want you to hold on to something, so I want you to catch it. I'm going to give you something, I want you to catch it, so put your hands out like you're getting ready to catch something, okay? This is what I want you to catch, you're going to catch it, and you're going to put it over here. Here's what you're going to catch. The word of the Lord was rare, but it wasn't non-existent. The lamp of the Lord was dim, but it was not extinguished. Okay, now wrap that up and put it over here for me, okay? We're coming back to that. It was a confusing time. Eli's household was in a hot mess, and young Samuel, young Samuel, who did not yet know the Lord, was getting this word from the Lord, and it was surprising to Samuel. And Samuel didn't recognize the Lord's voice because he hadn't heard it before, because why the word of the Lord was? Hey! 
Okay, congratulations. The word of the Lord was rare. It was confusing times, kind of like where we find ourselves today. We're in confusing times. Father Richard Rohr uh, tells us that it's cyclical, that what we're experiencing isn't unusual per se, that there's a cycle we go in as, as a culture, that we go from order to disorder to reorder back to order. Say those three with me. Keeping them awake, can you tell? Order, disorder, reorder, back to order. And this is what Richard Rohr says about that. He says, we are indeed saved by knowing and surrendering to this universal pattern of reality. Knowing the full pattern allows us to let go of our first order, to trust the disorder. And sometimes, even hardest of all, to trust the new reorder. Three big leaps of faith for all of us and each of a different character. It's a universal pattern, he says, can be found in all societies and, in fact, all of creation. We see it in the seasons of the year, don't we? We see it in the stories of Scripture. We see it in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, the rise and fall of civilizations and even our own lives. Rohr teaches this, that understanding and embracing this pattern, remember, order, disorder, reorder. Embracing this pattern can give us hope in difficult times and the courage to push through messiness and even great chaos to find a new way of being in the world. I hope that's true. This 30,000 foot view, which we can kind of look down on the current chaos of our world and perhaps of our, our lives, this 30,000 foot view helps us keep it in perspective that we're part of this cycle, that the word of the Lord in this time of, dare I say, disorder, that the word of the Lord is, <laughs> okay, they're starting to fall asleep again. i got to wake them up. You got it, though. The word of the Lord is rare. So it's the same thing that was happening at the time of Jesus starting his ministry. The, the world was in disorder, the word of the Lord was rare. And so Jesus is beginning his ministry and he's calling his first disciples and, his, and he calls it Philip. And Philip was like, oh, I have a friend, Nathaniel. I'm going I'm to tell Nathaniel about this Jesus. And so Philip goes to Nathaniel and says, you've got you to come see this guy. He's the fulfillment of what the prophets told us. He's from Nazareth. And and Nathaniel goes, did you say Nazareth? Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I've told you before that I'm in love with Dolly Parton. Growing up in East Tennessee, Dolly was just everything and everywhere, and, and she was... You know, so I grew up knowing Dolly's songs and kind of knowing Dolly's story. Dolly just grew up over the hill from me in Sevier County. Can anything good come from Sevier County? <laughs> and you probably know Dolly's story. She's an, a fantastic songwriter. 
A lot of her songs tell the story, right? And one of the songs that's her most famous, one of her most famous songs, she tells a story about when she was a kid and she was one of 12 children and they were dirt poor. They didn't have a lot of money. They, they didn't have a lot of food or a lot of clothes. And so somebody had given her mother a box of old rags. And Dolly didn't have a coat. And so out of the box of old rags, Dolly's mother sewed her a coat out of love. And when she gave Dolly the coat of many colors, she told Dolly the story about Joseph from the Old Testament and his coat of many colors. And so Dolly had this new coat, and it was so pretty, and it was full of color, and she was so proud to wear it. And, and she went to school, and the kids, they made fun of her. They teased her because it was a handmade coat from rags, and all the kids knew it. They laughed at her. Well, Dolly, it turns out, had quite a bit of talent, a lot of personality, some good looks, and a pretty keen business sense. And, you know, I looked up Dolly's net worth yesterday. You know how much Dolly Parton is worth these days? $600 million. Who's laughing now? And if any of you happen to get the Moderna vaccine, anybody already gotten a, a shot of the Moderna? A couple of people? Okay. Dolly Parton gave a million dollars to help make that Moderna vaccine come to fruition. True story. So as you get your Moderna vaccine, I want you to think about Dolly and her coat of many colors and ask the question, can anything good come out of Sevier County? Apparently so. Nathaniel, I like Nathaniel because Nathaniel... He's skeptical. He's a cynic. And I kind of, I kind of, I get that. I can be skeptical and cynical sometimes. It's easy in this day and age, and maybe in Nathaniel's day and age, to be skeptical and cynical. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was this little nowhere place. It wasn't hardly even a town. You might call it a hamlet. Maybe, maybe 400 people, there was no uh, big body of water, it wasn't on any trade routes, it wasn't prophesied about in the Old Testament, Nazareth. And so Nathaniel was like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And so his friend Philip didn't argue with him about that. He didn't say, well, how dare you be so arrogant to ask that question. Philip simply said, come and see. Come and see, Nathaniel. You see for yourself. I'll introduce you to Jesus, and you see what you think about him, okay? So Nathaniel's like, i got nothing better to do. The bucks don't play till later, so okay, I'll, I'll come with you. <laughs> and so he came with Philip, and he was talking to Philip under the fig tree when Jesus saw him, and he came up to Jesus and Jesus said, now here comes an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And apparently for the very first time in Nathaniel's life, he was seen. That's all it took. And Nathaniel was a believer. It's all it took to be seen and known deeply. And Jesus said, is that it? There's going to be better things than this. Just watch out. Nathaniel came to see Jesus, and in turn, Jesus saw Nathaniel. And so the invitation today is just to come and see. 
You don't have to have a real strong belief. You don't have to be somebody without skepticism or cynicism. You don't have to put your intelligence on hold to be a believer in Jesus Christ. You just have to be open to the experience. Just to come and see. And so, and so when I'm doubting, I want you to invite me to come and see. And when you're doubting, that's my job to say, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to get rid of all your doubt. Just come and, just come and see. That's it. And when we come and see, we find out that God knows us deeply. And God sees our doubt and our cynicism and our skepticism and all the other isms. And God loves us, not in spite of all that, but because of all that. We are deeply seen and deeply known, and yet we are deeply loved. So can anything good come out of this current chaos that we find ourselves in? I don't know, I'm skeptical. I'm doubtful. I'm a cynic. I don't know. Things aren't looking great in our world right now. Can anything good come out of it? I'm willing to say maybe. Come and see. Let's let's come and see together and see if anything good can't come out of this because the lamp of the Lord has not yet gone out. You see, even in those times, the word of the Lord was rare, but it was not non-existent. Is it still over there? All right, you can open it back up now. The word of the Lord was rare, but not non-existent. The lamp of the Lord was dim, but not extinguished. You see, even today, the lamp of the Lord has not gone out. It may be dim, but it's not gone out. Why don't you say that with me? The lamp of the Lord has not gone out. Say it. Ready? The lamp of the Lord has not gone out. Say it again and say it maybe until you believe it. Ready? The lamp of the Lord has not gone out. One more time and believe it this time. The lamp of the Lord has not gone out. It hasn't. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.